This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. My name is Anna Mandulo. I am in Sydney and I am the founder and current president of the Philippine Food Movement Australia Incorporated. Uh, hello everyone, I'm Corina Reyes. I'm first secretary and consul based in the Embassy of the Philippines in Canberra. We think that uh, we can call our food, our cuisine, unique because we cannot actually describe it in one word. Unlike our neighbors in Southeast Asia, where you can readily say that uh, their food is spicy, like the common food of uh, Brunei, Indonesia, and Malaysia, and even Thai food is spicy. For the Philippines, you cannot encapsulate our food in just one word. Uh, we have a perfect term for it in Filipino. We call it malinamnam, which is more commonly understood as umami. Because you cannot just say it's sour, it's sweet, or salty, or spicy. There's a deep and complex uh, taste in our food. So that's why I think our our food is unique because it cannot be encapsulated by just one by just one flavor. It, it is a total experience. Uh, I think it's unique because from all the readings and from history. We were influenced by many different cultures. 300 years of Spanish food, Chinese in our um, history, Malays, um, Americans. So the real fusion, if you ask me, is Filipino food. But then the, the Filipinos back then also had indigenous um, produce and they were already cooking. So all these influences makes the Filipino food. Uh, we think that uh, this is brought about by our rich history, our colonial influences brought so much on our food, our Spanish and American influences. But aside from that, even our pre-Hispanic times already have, our country already has very close engagements with our neighbors, with the Chinese our Southeast Asian neighbors, and that's why Islam was brought in first to the Philippines before Christianity because we were already doing trade with our Asian neighbors. And that is to say that it's because we have a strong indigenous culture. Our indigenous communities continue to influence our cuisine up to this day. And what happens is when you have more than 7,600 islands, you really have different flavors. Uh, we don't have a national adobo, for instance. Adobo differs from one island to the next because uh, there are many, many cultures that can be found, many languages that can be found in our, in our archipelago. Mm. 
my name is uh, Fred Batalona. I'm a chef here in Melbourne. I am the owner of Barangay, a catering and Filipino pop-up restaurant uh, here in Melbourne, where we introduce Filipino food and culture to um, Australians here. Um, I think it's because it's what we use as a sharing point. I think most cultures um, integrate their idea of what it is to be together. It's usually during when we eat together. It's like when we make food that are specifically from our hometown, and that's how we bond. And usually with food, there's an essence of culture, and that's a very big part of it. Um, and it's rooted from how we are in the community, per se. It will be part of a fiesta, a part of a holiday, it will be part of a tradition in someone's home and or someone's region. So food and culture are well intertwined, especially for any, like, um, older generations of um, country like the Philippines and also like the Japanese, the Koreans, even the Europeans have the same thing. I think um, very um, traditional. I, Filipinos are very traditional. Um, and when it comes to um, terms of um, resources, there's plenty of resources in the Philippines um, from, you know, wood crops and um and a poultry and everything. And then what makes us unique for me is we turn our food into like uh, our palate, yung taste natin. And like, kumbaga, palate kasi ng Filipinos, we have this sweetness, salty, and then sometimes it's sour. So yun, dun lang tayo nagbe-base. Then we just make it. And then, uh, unique yung food natin because in our food, maano natin yung uh, like the foreign influence natin. Yan with mga Spanish. Like, meron tayong paella balinsyana, meron tayong lomi, the Chinese, meron tayong uh, whatsoever na dishes na maano mo na talagang influence ng mga foreign na uh, countries na nagano sa atin, mga ninuno natin. But there's there's more to Filipino food than just Filipino food. You know, there's a lot of different flavors, um, a lot of um, influence from different countries. Um, so it's something that you don't want to miss. Um, I, I mean, I've tried different cuisine, but I mean, I don't know if I'm being biased because I'm Filipino. I've, like, I've always wanted to go back to eating Filipino food because it's it's for me it's home. But if you like, if you compare it to other dishes, it's it's always very um, complex um, in the sense. Um, there's the sour flavor, the sweet flavor, the salty flavor. So, um, and it's something that's so unique. That you have to um, you have to try it. It's good that like us, like me, introducing our our dishes in foreign countries, like here in Australia, especially in. Mostly naman na, kumbaga nakikita mo ngayon, kumbaga in America and all the, kumbaga may marami na rin nag-open ng mga Filipino restaurant. So that will become the starting, kumbaga ano, nang, ano natin na makilala in over the world. And kumbaga yun yung talagang impotent. Because you know, I think for Filipinos, um, we are really proud 
of our food in a way we're proud of our cuisine in a way that um, we want our meals our food to taste the way we have been accustomed to it like uh, many Filipinos abroad would uh, show off or would proudly talk about their grandmother's adobo or their mother's tinola so for us I think there is that a sense of pride in how we know or understand our food that's probably why uh, we wouldn't Filipinos before, you know, uh, the Filipino diaspora won't uh, venture into restaurants or won't go to a restaurant serving Filipino food because they would think that uh, the food that is cooked in their own homes is better. But here in Australia, we're seeing that unravel already. There are a lot of Filipino restaurants in Melbourne and in Sydney, the foodie capitals of this country and we're very proud of how they are. Most of them came about during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of them became famous and really thrived during the pandemic. So we're hoping that this Filipino food movement would continue to to thrive here in Australia. I think it's great. I think um, with the emergence of Sarai, Cariton, Sorbetes, you have Barcada here in Melbourne um, and you have Cebu Lechon in um, Sydney. They're kind of like creating this more of a movement that's um, different from what we're used to. Because like these are operators that are actually well-known chefs or at least well-known operators in the industry. They're not just someone who wants to open a Filipino restaurant. And you could tell the difference. Don't get me wrong, Filipino food is amazing if it's home-cooked, but it doesn't translate to an operational sense in commercially. So if you don't have the know-how on how to operate a kitchen or operate a restaurant, then it becomes just kind of like a cooking, home cooking setup where things are not on time, things are not probably cooked properly, and there's no level of care in preparation. Because like as chefs, we tend to remember that what we use as ingredients and what processes we use and how we serve them are very important. So by the time we get to the final outcome of the food, we give you the full experience of what we're trying to sell you. And it's not just, oh, we're just going to choose from the kalinderia. And kalinderias are great, but I think if they're not well done or like done properly, then it's not, then people don't have the greatest experience of them. For us Filipinos, I think if I go to a kalinderia, regardless of the quality, I'll feel happy. Because at least I know it's like, like Filipino food, you know, but for non-Filipinos, they would think that our food is subpar or it's not as great, which is, you know, it's hard to um, represent something when there's no actual um, history of good food in relation to Filipino cuisine. I think we need to, you know, continue the conversations. Like, um, it's not just cooking it and, you know, inviting your friends. It's like going out and supporting that business inviting your friends and create the conversations because it's gonna start from us I keep saying that all these chefs who are popular now because they're highlighting Filipino food all these restaurants it's not just their role it's the community's role to build it if you want this to be Yolk. bigger than eggshell so I used two eggs in here is. and put it directly then it's our we have to play our part not but just, let's not rely on the big names or brands or organizations to do this. The community will have to step forward. We have to be, it has to be collective. 
Yeah, uh, for me, kumbaga, ano ko, masaya ako dahil uh, kumbaga maraming Pilipino now has been stand up na maging businessman or mag, ano, to venture into restaurant na Siyempre, uh, we are all imba- imb- parang ambassador tayo, ambassador on our country, which is Philippines. Kumbaga, ambassador tayo on our food. And, uh, kumbaga, nagre-reflect doon yung culture natin. And then, may showcase natin na ng our food is very, kumbaga, ano naman talaga, very worth trying for na Um, matikman ng ibang uh, ano, not only our kababayan but of course sa uh, ibang mga kumbaga mga OCs dito sa Australia as well. And then kumbaga masaya ako kasi marami na and then the, the, the me, kumbaga mas marami mas maganda para uh, just like other kumbaga nationalities like Chinese kahit magkakatabi sila o something, kumbaga, marami pa rin nagpupunta because kilala na yung food nila. And then, of course, Filipino, just like here in Bendigo, just only one, kumbaga, two-store lang dito, yung ang yung uh, restaurant ko. And then, uh, kumbaga, nakikilala na nila ang Filipino food through my restaurant. And then, marami namang uh, nagre-repeat, repeaters ng mga OC to really try our food they just love it like especially the, the soup the lomi or something so yun well I think um, malaking influence yung tourism eh so um, most ng mga customers namin na locals and even yung mga um, like mga Asians other Asian um, customers like pumupunta sila sa restaurants because nagpunta na sa Philippines or nakapunta na sa Philippines or they're planning to go to the Philippines So I think important in tourism. Um, well, Japan is very popular. Jap- Jap- Japanese um, dish in particular. It's because, I mean, you know, lahat ng tao they go to Japan for holiday, even Bali, even um, you know, China. So um, I think malaking influence on tourism, um, sa food. So um, I suppose um, pag naging like okay yung tourism sa country natin and mas maraming tao ang nagbibisit mas marami rin yung maghahanap ng Filipino dish so for me that's important we, we are still starting um, when I got here in Australia four and a half years ago we didn't have that much yet well I'm based in Canberra we don't have much Filipino restaurants but even um, just two years ago with the pandemic some of the restaurants just came out here in Canberra during that time. So I think we're still on the starting line in as far as mainstreaming our food is is concerned. Chinese, Japanese, Thai uh, food restaurants were there for a long time already and were able to develop their brand in terms of in terms of food. We're just lucky that uh, Australians are very, we can call them global citizens. They appreciate international cuisine. So we're quite confident that we'll get there Uh, uh, hoping that um, other restaurants, not necessarily Filipino restaurants, will adapt some of our food, some of our flavors. Like uh, there's a dessert place here in Canberra. I think there's they have a similar chain in Sydney that, for example, they had ube ice cream. So they're not necessarily a Filipino restaurant, but because of the growing influence of ube, they, we had an ube explosion uh, two years ago. They started to adopt our flavors as well.
happen. I think it's important na um, you have um, communities that support you. So that's one thing. Um, there's a, a community here, the Filipino Food Movement Australia, which is very um, supportive sa mga Filipino restaurants. Um, so that's one thing. Um, they do have like pop-up um, dinner every season um, to sort of educate uh, locals and other um, other people regarding Filipino food. So, yung influence ng other people um, sa, sa lahat ng tao, I think that's important. So, support group, I suppose. Uh, as a, 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 a Filipino chef here in Australia, of course, I uh, just want that everybody will find our uh, uh, Filipino dish na makakatatap sa ano na na, oh, kakaiba ang Pilipino dish. Kumbaga, babalik-balikan talaga nila. So, I gonna make sure na talagang kumbaga, maanmat kung whatever na may, kung anong meron tayo sa Pilipinas, is they gonna uh, have it here in Australia. The authenticity of the food itself. And, uh, of, of course, we need to make na maano nila na yung taste it will be, be taste kapag taste yung color o yung uh, ano ng food natin may showcase ng maganda I think I want them to see how um, how amazing it is because like our food is similar to all Southeast Asian food they're flavorful they're fragrant they're full on But the thing is, like, our bal- in terms of balance of how our food is, our food is really rich. So I want them to know how good our food is, you know, like how amazing and how you could technically say, oh, okay, they're kind of like the same as every other Southeast Asian food elsewhere. They're not bad. And I think it's through storytelling and also like imparting them some of the history of how our food became to happen or like what it is like for example adobo adobos are very good like first representation of what we can do as filipino food because it can be sweet sour salty savory and it could be any kind of protein vegetables you want it to be so that's kind of like a flavor bomb in a simplistic way whereas you don't have to do so many things and if you use that as a catalyst for like how our food is it's just like you will have a fiesta in your mouth. And that's, I think, that's something that I I want people to know, that when you eat Filipino food, it's just a full-on orgasm <laughs> going around in that mouth, you know. And that the flavors will just literally penetrate you. And that's very... Um, Flavor. Yeah. Okay. Let's get Let's pressing. Salt. You can add the water in there. Okay. Normally, you would use warm water just so... There's two pressings that you do. So the first uh, one... We're here for that, actually, to promote Filipino culture, to promote our ties with with Australia. For us, we make it a point for the embassy to always serve Filipino food in the events that the ambassador hosts. And we do that by working with, our, with the Filipino restaurants and chefs who are here, who are based here in Canberra, and even those from outside of state. We work with, uh, as I've mentioned earlier... Uh, There's a Melbourne-based group, Andre Pinay, so we work with them in some of our events. 
in Sydney, the Filipino Food Movement Australia, we have also worked with them. So we are very cognizant of the local talent that is available in Australia because they better under they know and they understand better the Australian palate. So we try to work with them to make sure that we introduce our food to them. We have several events throughout the year. Uh, Filipino Food Month, Independence Day, and of course, Pasco, Christmas, a very big Filipino event where we always feature and highlight our food. We are happy that um, Woolworths is a big partner. They have uh, over 200 Woolworths stores feature uh, Filipino ingredients on their shelves. So we hope that with over 400,000 Filipinos in Australia and a growing base of Australian foodies and enthusiasts, more food will be available in the mainstream. Okay, okay. so we've got chicken here. Some chicken I think it's because we lack the... Because Filipinos, as a, as a culture in different countries, we like to assimilate ourselves. So the moment we go to a country, we try to allow ourselves to be like, be part of the crowd or be Australians or follow the culture's way. So that way, we don't tend to rub them the wrong way. Whereas like Chinese and other national, like Thai, Vietnamese, they don't care. <laughs> This is our food. This is how we are. You're gonna eat it. Even their menus are like in Thai and um, Thai Vietnamese. They're, it's hard to pronounce. Like our food is actually not hard to pronounce, but um, we tend to whitewash some of our things so that people can eat our food and they could try it. But um, I think it's just you know the confidence to to say this is who we are. This is what we represent, and you're gonna like it. You know, we're afraid of rejection and I think most everyone is, but you can't go forward without trying to fail, without trying to not allow people to say bad things about you because that's how you improve. And I think with the other nationals, they're just not afraid. And they have good, like they have better support systems as well, I think, um, that our community kind of lacks in a sense. We support our own kind for a time being but if they're not good we're the worst critics we're like so bad that we would say oh this is not food I can cook at home and without being mindful that that kind of comment will destroy a business and will not ha- allow it to improve further whereas if you say you go to the restaurant owner or you give a actual like criticism that's you know that's not bad just to help them improve and that's that's the only way we can actually create more of this community and with Sarai opening with um, Vicariton setting up that standard people are aspiring on that as well and um, we're doing the same thing so that way we just like you know create that kind of level of okay this is how we should represent ourselves and that's like a guideline because in the end of the day if someone wants to do this or someone wants to like create something Filipino they're able to look at like what we have on the market and say okay maybe I could do that and follow the footsteps so that way we can open up 10 different Filipino restaurants it doesn't matter because like in the end of the day people will want to eat something different and there's not much Filipino restaurants anyways <laughs> you know what it's interesting because when we first came together a group of us to, you know, form the movement, we all had that thought that why is it that there's a Thai restaurant in every corner 
in every suburb in Sydney. Whereas we are the third, we used to be the third largest migrant group, now we're the fifth. And why is that? So that's a question. I think because Filipinos love to cook at home and you you you'll go out a lot of well, the older generations I can I'm not generalizing I'm not generalizing but you know older generations will go out and eat the restaurant there's always that but I can do a better and better this is not the way I make or my pizza makes this better or you know whereas you see other cultures like Malaysians you see them even at the Malaysian restaurant bringing their friends you know, Chinese, they support. I think there's a lack, maybe, of supporting the local businesses, or maybe we don't have that much businesses yet, you know, to gain traction. It's, it's not enough to make noise within the community. We have to go out of that. In, our, in most of our um, events, we... We support all the Filipino food businesses, but we try to create events outside where, outside of the, the majority where the Filipinos are, like in Sydney, it's in Western Sydney. We try to do our pop-ups outside of that community because we already know Filipinos are going to support the businesses that are existing there, but we want to get out of that. We want to promote Filipino food with people who are not Filipino. I mean, if we try to encourage people of Filipinos. So if you can attend an event, bring a friend. You know, if we have picnics, bring a friend so that they can taste. Bite your office mate. We have to get out of that circle. Um, as I've been a chef here in Melbourne for quite a long time now, um, I've been here for eight years. And during my time, as I progressed with my career, I wanted to be originally a certified pastry chef, which I became pastry chef regardless. Um, did that for a few years. And among the time that I've been working with people that are not Filipino, they always ask me, where are the good Filipino places to eat in? And... As I progress and progress to like, you know, a head chef position where I create menus, I always wanted to impart some of my um, culture into it. So I'll use adobo sauce or I'll use something Filipino, like um, something sweetened bananas or actually use corn in desserts. Those are things that are kind of like a mixture of what we do. And then along the way, um, COVID happened. We all know everything shut down. So during that time, I had enough time to reflect and think of what I want to move forward with as a chef and if I want to open something. And to me, that was, what would I represent that would be good? Because for me, the reason why I did Barangay is for me to allow myself to cook something that I would want to eat, that I would want to remember of home by. Uh, because sometimes whenever I feel like kind of not in the right funk, I would usually start cooking and that's my safe space. And if I feel homesick and I want to go back to the Philippines, I would just cook something that's reminding me of home. Most commonly, I would do like arroz caldo because that's something that's really warm. Um, and it just fills you up nicely. And I thought barangay would be a good extension of that. 
where I'm able to recreate any cuisine that's Filipino in every single region that I can think of and then pair it with something that's um, inspired by Filipino. Like for the drinks, we do cocktails that are inspired by Filipino flavors and regions and all those things. So that's my go-to and that's the reason why I did Barangay. Our food is really delicious. If you, I mean, we eat it every day. We love it. And right now, there's a lot of noise in the Philippines actually about the culinary movement. A lot of um, farmers now actually focusing on reviving, you know, produce that aren't really popular. And a lot of restaurants are actually focusing on Filipino ingredients, indigenous ingredients of Philippines, and fine dining restaurants of Philippines are serving Filipino food, inspired. And it doesn't have to be really, you know, the way that it was made before. Food evolves. We have different ingredients, we have different um, locations, so... Let's support these Filipino food businesses. I think it's the only way that the community uh, can, you know, add and contribute if we want the Filipino culinary heritage here in Australia to, you know, to celebrate it. We have to do it together. Um, that's the only way. So if you are, there's a Filipino restaurant near you, go dine there. I mean, if you... I know you, everybody has their own version of it, but supporting Filipino businesses, small businesses, is the way that the economy will grow. As a community, we grow as well. Thank you. That's it. Thank you so much. Oh, Anna. that's it. Thank you. That's it. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com. www.kangroofern.com.
A-R-O-O-F-E-R-N.com.